If you're like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch is probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our tubes to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. Available now from Saskatoon Folk Rap Records, Mental Health Day, the new album by Winnipeg rap icons Gruff and Yai. The eight-track record is available now on vinyl, on cassette, and in digital formats from saskatoonfolkrapperecords.bandcamp.com. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, the, the funny thing about this, before before we even start this podcast, I, I like to put the question out there a lot, asking listeners to the show what bands they want to hear on the show. And, and the guests on this podcast have come up before. Uh, someone's recommended you and said, you know, you should talk to these guys. And I think that I made some joke about not understanding what the name meant. So I said, oh, like, no. no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't have these guys on the show because they don't understand what the hell the band name means. So um, <laughs> maybe that's a great place to start is before we do that, though, um, if the three of you can introduce yourselves and maybe, um, you know, say what instrument you play in the band and then we can go from there. But I, I think the, the band name is a good starting point because uh, I've been trying to figure out what it means. And I have no idea. Mac, do you want to go first? Uh, we'll go down the line. Okay. Yeah. I guess we're just introducing ourselves. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm Mac. I play the uh, guitar and I sing in the band. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I... <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty much, yeah, cool. that's pretty yep. much all I do. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm Connor and I I, I played the drums. Okay. Uh, my name's Dylan and I yell. And is this the whole band? Is it just the three of you? Uh, we also have a bassist. Okay. Well, he's uh, dead. He's dead. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, he's not. <laughs> Fair enough. That's why he's in here. Right. Yeah. Right. That's a good. It's a good excuse. If you're gonna have an excuse not to show up, being dead is a pretty good one. Yeah. 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 Uh, we didn't kill him. Well, that's good. <laughs> at least, right? <laughs> um. So what? What? What the hell is a print port? Because when I saw that, I was like, "Is this?" Uh. Well, first of all, you just explain it, because I I don't even know what I think it was. We give him the real um, answer or the new answer. Oh, you have two. That's right. Okay, we have a real answer, okay. but the real answer, the new normal real answer is that. Um, so, you know, on a, <laughs> a nutsack, there's like the seam that goes down the middle okay. where it looks like like your balls is like two balls put together. Yeah. That's a that's a print port is the the seam the in the seam nutsack. The holds a man together. Yeah. Is that the technical word for it? Is like that actually what it's called or is it what you call it? It's it. That is now. Yeah. We're, we're talking to Webster from uh, Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, Mr. Webster. Yeah. Trying to get it put in there. Yeah. Well, what's the um, other definition? Uh Oh, it's it's just really lame. Like I just took two names and put them together because I just wanted to make something that like nobody had. Right. Yeah. Apparently, when you look up uh, print port on YouTube and you go far enough, 
you could just find videos of like Romanian people filming harbors. Okay. Apparently, are means through the harbor in Romanian. Yeah. And uh, I thought I was being really original. But yeah, apparently we the Romanian. Apparently, it means through Lost the harbor the in Romanian. Yeah. That's kind of so. cool, though. That's actually not a bad. You could make that your origin story that one of you is Romanian and that this is like some you know cultural thing. Yeah, we met in the harbor in yeah. Romania. Yeah. Uh, we were all doing Soul imports crash. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually our fourth member. The cat. Oh, this is Tom. Yeah, this, this is, is actually Tom. Tom. Say hello. Yeah, we were kidding. Say hello. This is the bass player. This is our bass player. Right on. So, <laughs> um, how long has this been a, been an actual project? Because I feel like I've seen the name um, a number of times before, just at, at like show listings and things like that. But by the same token the last two years have been a blur and time run, runs together and it's kind of difficult to figure out, you know, what has happened when. So how long have you guys been a unit? Uh, well, um, me and Tom uh, kind of started this project in like 2012. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it, we didn't really get anything going until about 2016. And we really got going when uh, uh, Connor joined the band. Okay. That was like, like 29, like, 20, no. That was 2016. 2016, yeah. And uh, we've kind of been going <clears throat> full force ever since. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, that's a long time to be around. I mean, that you know, going back to the the early part, there, it's almost a decade right now, right? Since this has sort of been a, a, at least an idea. Why did it take so long to go from an idea to actually becoming like a fully realized project? Was it just you needed the right people in place? It's a great uh, question, Mac. We didn't have any members. <laughs> It was literally just uh, me and Tom, and like we are complete introverts, right? And like, know anyone, and it's like we didn't know anybody in the scene or anything like that. Like, we only knew like bigger bands, so it was hard to like communicate with anybody. Yeah, I guess. Like, well, you need that in, right? You have to find a way to to sort of yeah get into the scene for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that maybe uh, leads me to another question, though, is I always try to figure out where to sort of place people mentally in the local music scene. So, like, what what, what kind of bands were you guys listening to when you first started going to shows uh, that maybe, whether they influenced this band directly or not? Like, locally? Yeah, locally, yeah. Oh, oh man. So, when I first joined the band, I didn't even know there was a local scene. Okay. I, I, I guess I was, I guess sheltered might be the word, but in high school, I had no no inklings or ideas that there was even that i just knew that like i wanted to play music and i couldn't find anybody that wanted to play the kind of music i did the only other local bands i knew through high school were like indie bands nothing heavier um and printport was the first band i found that actually played heavy music in the city it turns out though i was listening to escape from echo bass for quite a while before i knew they were from winnipeg okay so i that would be a real answer and then probably dylan has the biggest repertoire um, he's an OG. The first, like the first hard band I remember going to see and like getting uh, like attached to and like talking to the members. Uh, actually, Forever Eye. Okay. Um, so that's like a, that's a pretty big throwback. Um, and then that's probably like the first kind of like band yet yeah, getting into the scene, realizing like, man, anyone can do this. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, there's always that moment, right? When, when you're starting a band yeah. that you realize that, like, oh, I, I, these people doing it are no, not on some special level. They're just right. yeah. guys in the city playing music, right? Yeah. I've been going to see other bands forever and, like, just, like, I don't know, the reputation they have, they're a little distant. And then, like, going to local shows is way different than going to see, like, a touring band. Yeah, definitely. 
and I'm sick of talking about the pandemic, and I almost don't want to ask about it anymore. But I feel like what I, pandemic? The, the the thing that's happening, the, <laughs> the 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 unpleasantness that's happening, and it, it just seems huh? like um you know the, this whole this past two years almost has affected everyone, especially creative people, um a little differently. What has it been like for you guys? Have you been able to until recently <laughs> actually get together and rehearse or anything like that? So we had the blessing of all living together for the last yes. two years. So really day to day nothing in terms of us getting together changed pandemic. at all um, the only thing that was different is that we couldn't play shows but yeah. in a way that was almost a bit of a blessing too um it gave us time to like take a step back and focus on um some things that were maybe lacking like it gave us a lot of time to start working on material start figuring out like dynamics in terms of roles of what works for each other in the band um like who is best at what in terms of like managing the band and getting things going on like a business level yeah and then it just we like what was nice about that is like we could keep practicing and we kept practicing so when shows were ready to go we were ready to go so that was definitely something that i felt very lucky with that a lot of other bands didn't really have yeah. the opportunity to do um so print print palace forever man like, <laughs> over that time when you had that the opportunity to you, i'm sure you're practicing a lot probably just just being you know in each other's uh, company all the time did did anything change about your sound like has it developed in any kind of notable way over this time where you've been sort of locked down with nothing to do except for play music uh absolutely i think uh we're we've been kind of working at uh a new album uh we've been recording it over uh just over the year and we were finishing up writing in 2020 okay and uh yeah i'd say it's quite drastically different from anything we've released before um it's definitely some of the some of the lightest material we've ever made and some of the heaviest material as well in the Sorry. within the same song or or like in in yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So something that we've always been interested in and have really like stepped into even more on a lot of this new material is what Dylan likes to call the the Printport left turn. Okay. Which is we'll establish the song as sounding like one thing and then immediately on on a dime just switch to something else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's something we were trying to do a lot more on this stuff and we'll probably continue to do a lot more. Um, we're it we like a lot of bands that kind of don't stick to one thing. Um, and we as individuals get kind of bored. Like if we were just playing the same kind of songs, we would get bored of it. Yeah. So we like to be able to, to keep things interesting, even for ourselves. And it kind of pushes us to be a little bit outside of our comfort zone in some different parts of songs and stuff. Well, even listening to the album that you have up on Bandcamp there, like the one from a couple of years ago, um, that does happen. It, I can definitely hear that. Uh, the, the shift's happening kind of tonally, and it goes from, um, I wouldn't say like heavy to light, but I mean, especially with the vocals, it'll, it'll go from, you know, some really, really harsh vocals to, to then this kind of like a, a sweeter sounding part and then back to heavy and all over the place. So mm-hmm. that the, I guess with all of that in mind, where do you fit yourselves within like the the really obnoxiously huge continuity of heavy music like do you have a really easy Coles notes way of defining your sound i saw post hardcore being used on some of your social media stuff and that almost to me is one of those genres that doesn't really mean a lot because it can encompass so many different types of bands yeah. like what do you call it though if someone says you know oh hey i heard you're in a band what kind of music do you play do you have like an easy go-to for that i mean my answer from that kind of depends on the other person's musical background like when people at workplaces and stuff ask me i just say we're a good old rock and roll band um 
But if I know someone's a little bit more in touch with things, I usually say progressive post-hardcore because um, we do have a lot of roots in a lot of like very classic post-hardcore and bands such as that. And with it being such a widespread sound in that genre, I think we can fit into a lot of parts of that. But then with the genre bending and the kind of other stuff that we like to implement, it kind of gives us a bit of a progressive edge as well. So that's usually my go-to answer or 204 ravioli core. I like that. I saw that on your uh, your thing. Yeah, that's it's a good, very good. It's unique anyway, right? I mean, I don't think there's any yeah. other ravioli core bands in the in the city.
are, are there like you know well-known bands that the three of you or the four of you all sort of agree on as far as influences or are you all over the map we're pretty <laughs> we're pretty all over the map i would say i think one that's like pretty consistent with all of us which is interesting because we don't sound anything like them is the contortionist okay um i would say we all really love that band but we don't write anything that sounds like that at all um we have lots of different agreements in between the members but there aren't a lot of bands that actually spread across the whole four like there's lots of bands that me and mac enjoy together yeah. but dylan doesn't like and then there's yeah. bands that me and dylan like that say tom doesn't like and vice versa and all around but i think that adds an interesting dynamic to our writing because we're all bringing in such different things um well that's kind of what i was getting getting at with that too is i mean do, do, do you hear that in songs that like if one member has contributed a certain part to a song can you pick out oh that must be you know subconsciously coming from this interest or, or the other one or does it all sort of i mean i imagine for you guys especially you can probably hear that in there right i would say yeah. definitely like um you can definitely tell what a mac riff is versus a connor riff right because mm-hmm. like me writing riffs it's very just like down tuned chuggy breakdown stuff and mac writes like virtuoso noodles you know <laughs> linguine style Lingu- ravioli ravioli yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> we do be noodling we do be noodling so then where do you fit in i mean i know the local scene is just finally back up and running after all this time off but where do you kind of fit yourselves in within the local music scene because there, there's a heavy scene but that's broken down into so many subgenres, and a lot of those bands obviously all play together and stuff you can have a hardcore band with a metal band with a you know whatever but i mean there's so many little breakdowns of, of subgenres of subgenres of subgenres do you kind of yeah. have, have you found a place in, in the time that you've been a band where you sort of feel like you fit locally honestly no, just uh, recently. Yeah. we we have bands that we think we definitely sonically, at least a lot of our parts fit in with pretty well. Yeah. But something that's nice with the variety in our sound is we have the ability to play with lots of different kinds of stuff, because I would say we fit in anywhere from like sitcom to murder capital. Like and in the beginning, like, we were playing shows with anybody like we played a lot of death metal bills. Like okay. we've been playing with hardcore bands for a long time, punk bands. Um, and we've always found that at least I personally found that we've been able to like hold our own in all of those different genres and something we're planning to do with the future is to keep spreading that out and to get into different scenes and more and more scenes. Um, because I find just with where our sound sits, we kind of have our own little unique niche right. in a way, like, because we aren't cutting, we aren't anything that's just cut and dry We're we're not just straight up post hardcore. We're not straight up metalcore. We're not straight up Latin. We're nothing. We're nothing small boxed. So, yeah. which is definitely was difficult in the beginning because I found that we and everyone else kind of had a hard time placing us. But I think now that people sort of have gotten to know who we are, like we don't need to get placed into a box. Our box is just print port. Right. Well, that's a good. That's a good problem to have, right? The, the, the fact that it's yeah. nebulous enough that people can't uh, exactly place it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it makes marketing a nightmare sometimes, sure. but it is what it is. Well, how, how has that side of things been for you guys? Because, I mean, that's sort of in the era we're in now. You can't just be creative. You can't just make music. You have to do all this other shit, too. You have to be your own, you know, managers, publicists, uh, social media people, all that other stuff that, you know, even 20 years ago, that wasn't necessarily as big a deal for bands to do themselves because it, the, the internet and social media wasn't there. What has that part of the process been like for you? Um... It's been, it's been a learning process for sure. Like it's over the course of the band, it's just been a lot of throwing fish at the wall to see if they stick. 
just to see what do people like? Is this connecting with people? Is this bringing any buzz to us? And I think we're slowly starting to kind of find a groove um, and like in a way, like a narrative yeah. to be played out in our social media stuff. Um, we've been just trying to find a balance of portraying ourselves professionally and being able to be taken serious while still not taking away from our actual personalities and kind of our, our own humor and stuff. So it's it's been a balancing act, but we're starting to step into a groove to it and we're starting to be more proactive in planning things more. So that's definitely been helpful. Well, I guess this past year, a uh, year and a half, two years has been a lot of that, right? Because shows aren't happening for anyone. So everyone's sort of doubling down on that side of things to, to keep themselves, keep their name in people's minds and their songs in people's minds and, and keep the keep something going, some kind of momentum. Yeah, exactly. Like something we, we were trying to do for a while and have, we have taken a little bit of a break on while focusing on like musical side of things is we were uploading a lot of stuff to our YouTube channel. Okay. Uh, not even necessarily music related stuff, but um, funny skits and just funny videos. Just that's something we want to do more of in the future as well. It's just something that can showcase a little bit more of like the personal side of us and like just more of our actual personalities rather than just the music kind of puts a name and a voice to the music, which yeah. is something that we find important. Well, that it's it's funny that you say that because I think depending on the style of music, some people's music definitely does that. I mean, if you have like a you know really emotional folk singer or something, they're almost putting that personality side of themselves a hundred percent into the music. They still have to do the other side of things, of course. But I mean, with heavier music, I don't know if that's necessarily. At first listen, people are assuming that, that the personality of the artist is coming through or anything personal about them or, or, or they just hear the, the loud noise, right? They just hear the, yeah. the distortion and you got to kind of wade through that. So does that, I mean, do you feel like that, those elements of your personality come through in the music as well? I won't speak personally on the lyrics, but sure. I would say that um, there is definitely two sides of Printport. There's the side of Printport in the music, which is very serious and very personal and very emotional. And then there's Printport when you come to one of our house parties and I'm walking around like a frog trying to lick your feet and stuff. There's two sides. And I, I don't know if you guys want to weigh in a little bit more on where you're coming from lyric wise, but. Um, well, I know that I, it, everything in Printport for me is very personal. Like I don't really write outside issues like okay. it's all just kind of focused on like reflection and like this like kind of cycle of like uh just kind of fucking yourself over if that makes sense and uh at least that's what i was writing for lyrically on this album okay um, yeah but uh musically i'm just trying to do as much as I can to like separate our music from anything else in the scene. And it's very much a conscious effort that like, like we want to be like just print port and not defined by like genres. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's I mean, we just kind of talked about a few minutes ago too. Yeah. It's that, that idea of you being a, a unique entity. Yeah, I try to portray that through, like, the way I write. And, well, as uh, as someone who previously uh, described himself as introverted, do you, I mean, d does being able to kind of express some of that emotional stuff in, in these songs, is that, like, cathartic for you? The, the uh, opportunity yeah, to get things out? Absolutely, yeah. Like, uh, it's just, like, when it's angry, like, you know, I, I felt that. And then, 
like just even with the effects I use, like I just like like I don't know. I always I always want my music to sound kind of ugly. Okay, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's a very Winnipeg thing, I think. <laughs> it's having ugly, <laughs> ugly music that has something deeper to it, you know, below the surface. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Do you want to weigh in on? Um, for me, lyrics are purely selfish. Just uh, pretty much like therapy, because I guess, as you said, like there's nothing greater than being able to scream your feelings at, out into anyone. For sure. And so it's just purely therapeutic. Um, how do you deal with that when you haven't been able to play shows in, in years? Uh, it was tough. A lot, <laughs> drink a lot. <laughs> Unhealthy coping mechanisms. Yeah. Um, I would say even, even for me, like I don't write the lyrics and I just play the drums, probably the least emotional of all the instruments. Well, there's totally. a physical emotionality to it though, right? I mean, you beat but, the shit out of them. Yeah, definitely something that sucked for me was I, I am an extrovert. And I love being the center of attention and I love performing. So that was definitely something I missed. I love just performing for people. I love getting a crowd going. I love, especially with drums, like being able to control people's moods and their energies. I think that's something that's very important on drums. Yeah. Like you're the one that gets the booty shaken. So I miss being able to get up on stage and do that. So it's really cool that that's kind of finally starting to open back up. And I think we're all very thankful that we can have that release again. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot pent up. Very, it, is, it was very pent up. It is different oh, yeah. doing it to like a crowd of people, as per just you know, like to in your room. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think audiences are waiting for that too. I mean, the audience have that pent up aggression—not aggression, but energy as well, right? That they want to kind of let loose at a show too. Yeah, yeah. And our our most recent show, our first show back, I would say like probably some of the best crowd energy we've seen. Yeah, I don't think like, it was the most consistent. Nobody slowed. Nobody slowed down. We were playing slow parts, and people were stage diving. Like <laughs> it was, it was definitely nice to see. It felt felt very good. Yeah, that's cool.
like us, falls up in trail Heartless shape best way for people hearing this who maybe they haven't heard you before this is their first time kind of being introduced to your music uh where can they find you online what's the best option to to hear your stuff and then also find out about you know upcoming shows and things like that so if you type in printport on any platform we're the only thing that comes up (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty easy youtube instagram facebook spotify apple music google bandcamp um anything (laughs) we're there um I would say if you want a good taste of what we're about, check out the YouTube channel. Um, We have uh, all of our singles have music videos on there, as well as like we were discussing earlier, some of the more goofy contents kind of get a little bit of an idea of who we are. And then you just want to listen. Streaming choice, streaming choice. Spotify. (laughs) Streaming choice. Streaming choice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, And then we do have an Instagram. That's probably where we're most active online. Um, we have 2022 plans of trying to get a TikTok, but <laughs> <laughs> we're all very, I mean, we're not all very old, but we're all very old. Yeah. <laughs> we can, we don't get it, but we're, wow. we're going to be on there making, uh, just the worst shit you've ever seen. You so. <laughs> I made one during the pandemic. I, I'm probably, I, I assume I'm older than you. Like I'm almost 40 and I made, I made a TikTok and like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing with it either. But uh, it's a thing. <laughs> it exists. It's a thing. It's there. Yeah. How did that go? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing with it, but it, it is a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It is definitely something. Yeah. yeah. 
That's a good goal, so, though, right? To, to get on the... <laughs> figure out... 20, get on the young guy thing? Yeah. yeah 2022. Watch out for that for TikTok. We're going to be doing hot, spicy memes. Right on. Yeah!